Hey you guys, this is the Coupling Spire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire related. I don't claim to be an expert, I just love to talk fire and I'm not afraid to get into real and deep discussions. Everything I say is my own opinion and does not reflect the opinions of any agency or organization I am associated with. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. This is going to be a different one for you guys, and it's a surprise because I didn't let anyone know that this was happening before, before we're recording it. Yes, I am not alone today. Somebody made their big return. What is up? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, my husband Chris. The OG. The the OG. As you have informed me. <laughs> Learn all sorts of new stuff. You had no idea what OG meant. You're I like, just, what? I just thought it was original. I didn't know it was original gangster. It's 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 more than just original gangster. It's like original gangsta, like you know. Gangsta. You gotta say gangsta talk, like. <laughs> okay, but. No, I'm. I I love having you back. I love you. Thank you for being here. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> so so Chris, so you guys know, is not necessarily coming back for for every episode, but he will be coming back for once in a while episodes, and specifically this series we're doing right now. And I don't have a name for the series yet. We have not come up with a name by the time we're recording this. I'm sure we'll think of one by the end of this episode. You think so? Sure. I'm not guaranteeing that. Like, <laughs> I've, I've tried to guarantee stuff before and I always get it wrong. Ye a little faith. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but, no, I always get stuff wrong like that. But uh, we're, we're going to have a name for the series that of this, like, by the time it gets posted, at least. For sure. Maybe you should ask for ideas. Wait, no, because they won't hear this until it comes out. Exactly. Never mind. <laughs> It's all right. You'll get it. You'll get it. It's, it's been a while, Chris. If you think of a better name for it when you listen to this, then let us know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a guest now. <laughs> anyway. But we love you all the same. Uh-huh. Okay. So this episode is going to... This episode of the series... I keep saying this episode. It's going to be this episode. This episode's going to be fun. But this series is what I'm really excited for. So... Please tell us about the <laughs> series you keep talking about. <laughs> so... I have not watched a lot of fire movies. Like, I don't know why. I just never have. I've never gone out of my way to a lot of fire TV shows. Like, I don't know. So I thought it'd be really fun. That's because the few that you've watched made you mad. That's true. That is very true. Like, Chicago Fire. <sighs> Station 19. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But, like, yeah, they have made me kind of mad because I just, I can't handle it. But, so I decided, like, it'd be really fun to watch these movies, these iconic fire movies and fire TV shows and stuff like that, right? And just talk about them. You know, we're not really reviewing them. I mean, kind of we are because we're going to talk about our opinions on it. But, like, we watched this movie last night together. Anyway, so, yeah, we're kind of review, kind of, I don't know, don't, like, take our basic stuff of, like, if we liked it or not, whether you should watch it or not. I mean, most of you guys have probably already watched these, so this is going to be hilarious just finding out that I've never watched all these. Because, like, the first one we decided to do, and I, I wanted it to be the first one. Because it's, everybody's seen it. It is the the number one fire movie, Backdraft. 
I'd say it's close to number one. Well, what do you think is number one? Maybe like Ladder 49. Really? Uh, there's a lot of people really that's like, that's, those are probably the two most common would be Backdraft and Ladder 49. I feel like everybody talks about Backdraft though. Like yeah. everybody, everybody talks, talks about Backdraft. Backdraft. Even if you're not a firefighter, you know Backdraft. This is very true. Whereas like Ladder 49, I really don't hear about it, hear it talked about as much. That yeah. might be one of our next ones is possibly. I really want to see Ladder 49, but. You've never seen it either? I've never seen it. Okay. That'll be a good one. Anyway, so we're going to go through a bunch of different fire movies. And so if you guys, and, and TV shows, I can't leave those out. So if you guys have a list of any or ones that you know, especially ones that are more obscure or like just not well as well known, send them my way. Send them our way because I, I want to compile this list because this is going to be something that you're just going to keep popping in every once in a while and we're going to do movie reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have anything else to do. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Okay, so that was a long explanation of what all this is going to be, I guess. Did that pretty much sum it up? I think so. Okay, so, yeah, I've never seen Backdraft, you guys. Not once. And I come to find out, we own it. And we've owned it for <laughs> years. We've owned it since we have got married, and I had no idea we had this movie. It's a miracle you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> or I guess you just watched it last night. Yeah. <laughs> Because you watch movies, like, all the time. So, I do, like, I do. Um, it's It was one of the things I used to do, like, when I was working in my office a lot alone. I'd pop in a movie and watch it while doing other things. Like, I love watching movies. I it, It's not very often I sit down and just watch a movie, though, and do nothing else. I'm always doing something. Yeah. You usually do, like, more than one thing at once. So. Yeah. My brain works yeah. like that. <laughs> but, so, yeah, no, it's, it is crazy that I've never actually seen it yet. Until last night. I have to keep like saying that because I have seen it now. Yeah, now you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Backdraft came out in 1991, which I thought, it, I, honestly, I thought it came out earlier than that. I thought it was like an 80s movie, which it's it's right after, but I thought it was an 80s movie when I first, like, hearing everybody talk about it. I was guessing it was a 90s, but I didn't think it was 91. I thought it was like 93 or 94. Yeah. So it came out the year that you and I were born, and mm -hmm. that's going to really... A just down or up or whatever you so thought we were. So that movie is 30, 30 to 31 years old? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it doesn't say like exactly what month it came out that I'm seeing right now. But yeah. Um, oh my gosh, can we talk about the cast for a second? Sure. Okay. Your podcast. <laughs> but like, Do what you want. So, so you have Kurt Russell and like, okay, Kurt Russell still looks like, I mean, obviously younger Kurt Russell. And I haven't seen a lot of these actors younger, right? But you have William Baldwin, and I could have sworn the entire movie until the end, I thought this was Alec Baldwin, younger. <laughs> Just, they look identical. I mean, granted, they're, like, brothers, and, but, like... See, and I didn't see it until you brought up the pictures on your phone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then you're like, this doesn't look at all like anything like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, that's really weird. I'm like, that is kind of a different kind of choice for Alec to play. Like, I'm just like, what? Yeah. But also, you got Robert De Niro in there. Oh my goodness! Which well, like, is like a completely different role for him to play. I feel like. <sighs> yeah, the the way he played it, yes. the The character he created with that, he did a really good job with it. But like, it came across the credits, the opening credits, and we we're like, we were both like, Robert De Niro, <laughs> what? <laughs> that was funny. I'm a big fan of Robert De Niro. I have to admit. 
I think if I was, like, more into movies and watched more movies, like, I would be able to tell you for sure, but, like, it's Robert De Niro. Everybody knows him, and he's a good actor, so. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a really good job with that. Yeah. Uh, the guy they had playing as the arsonist, Donald Sutherland, yeah. was an amazing arsonist. We'll get into it at some point, but, like, because I have notes. Yeah. <laughs> I sat and enjoyed the movie. She wrote, like, three pages of notes on her phone. So. I still enjoyed the movie. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We had to have something to talk about. I mean, otherwise, like, have fun. Try to, try to, I don't know. Yeah, I get it, I get it. <laughs> but, no, he was really, really, really good as that arsonist. He wasn't in there very long, but for what he was, it was a good impact. Yeah. Um... Otherwise, I mean, everybody else, they did good in their roles and stuff like that. Just those, those people really stood out to me. Also, and I meant to actually, maybe I should look it up. Because there was that stuff on the bonus features on the, on the DVD that was actually saying that one of the guys who, like, helped with it or whatever actually had firefighting experience and stuff. Uh, it was the director, wasn't it? I can't remember. Was it the director? Because he went, he had, like, three years of, he was... On the fire department for three years before he went to film school? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what you told me. Yeah, it was either the director or somebody else very close to, like, that high up in the production stuff. But um, that and, like, they worked with the City of Chicago Fire for a lot of that stuff. But I that was cool, like, seeing it. Because, what, they used their reserve rigs for it mm-hmm. at the time. I was like, that's sweet. You know, like, how many fire departments out there would do that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Especially nowadays. What they had, what'd they say? They had three engines and three trucks and three medic units out of the reserve Something unit? like that. Something close to yeah. that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I don't know very many apartments that do that. And I don't know. Maybe it was just... Maybe it is more Because the director had ties, ties to the fire department. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe Chicago was just like, hey, yeah, well... I don't know. I don't know. So you can definitely tell, though, the people who were making that movie knew what was going on. They knew the feel of the fire service. Right, yeah. And that's something I didn't... I mean, I knew people loved the movie. I knew people in the fire service loved the movie. But I didn't realize how good of a job they did. It's still Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely Hollywood. But they did such a good job at getting... That feeling down of getting getting the culture. Yes, there you like go. The Thank you. Culture, yeah. yeah, they did a really good job of it, especially back well for me back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, what the, what the cultures were like in the fire stations back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I I think that I mean I wasn't around obviously to like actually no no, but I feel like that was that was the mentality back then was this culture that they portrayed pretty good pretty mm-hmm. well. I don't, it was really cool. So, like, as, as everything's opening, just seeing all the old fire trucks, all the old gear, and, like, no pants, and just the, the coat and the boots and stuff like that, and, like, yeah, really... Yeah, the movie opens up in the 70s. Yeah, in the 70s. Thank you. Yep. So, it was just like, wait, what? And I'm just, like, seeing these, like, super old trucks and stuff. Sorry, I'm saying super old, and, like, other people... People probably listening to this were probably firefighting then, too. So, I, I don't know. I don't mean to... I don't know how to say things. I don't want like, <laughs> to, like, date people or date me or just, like, alienate listeners. I don't know. But <laughs> it was just so cool to, like, kind of see some of that stuff. I'm like, huh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. And all the tailboard writing. And it's not even just a tailboard, so I thought it was legit just tailboard writing light, right? At least in the movie, and I'm curious, was this, like, real life, too? That, like, they were riding on the sides of the trucks, even? Like, hopping on uh, the sides? Yeah, I think that on the trucks, they would. The engines, you could only ride on the back, but I think the trucks, yeah, you could ride on the side. Because they had the big board that ran the side of the truck. That was something completely new to me. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Just made me laugh, because, like, you, you can't do it anymore. Like, Yeah. And when we got in the fire service... I feel like it wasn't that long ago that they got rid of it when we got in. We got in 2013. Right. So, actually, I think you got in in 2012. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was just the old timers talking about it, but, like, I feel like it wasn't that long before we got on that they were still riding the tailboards. Mm, possibly. But, yeah, it was yeah. like, that, that was the mentality, though. Like, everyone rode on the back of the engine. They rode on the side or the back of the trucks. I mean, that was... What you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cool. Flying down the street, waving at people. You're going to fires. and Dude, part of me still wants to wave to people. On the, like, well, and sometimes I do. I know. It depends, oh, yeah, like, who's absolutely. around. You know, if it's a bunch of little kids. If I have nothing to do. Okay, that sounds bad. If I've gotten everything else ready. <laughs> there you go. That's a better way of saying it. And I have the time. And I see somebody there. I'm going to wave to them, you know? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Especially there's if nothing, it's a kid. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we do it all the time. Turning the music up in the trucks, though. Like, that was that, funny. That was funny. It was hilarious. But that would not fly today. Not on the way to the call. Hmm. Or maybe I, it would. I don't, know. I don't know. Probably not. But I, I guess it all depends on your crew and Yeah, but it's public at, perception, too, right? Because if you come up with, like, music blaring and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, it's cool to you. But as the public, does that really send a good message of, like, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ours <laughs> don't even have radios, on radios them. in them. Yeah. So. But ours I do, but it's, it's a distraction. Yeah. Ours yeah. do, but they only get played like if we're like, okay, we're going to the other station to do something. Right, yeah. You know, like maintenance yeah. night or something. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Cruise around town, radio can go on. <laughs> Could you imagine having to transport one of those rigs, though, from like state to state and like without a radio? That'd be horrible. <laughs> The headset on, just like silence the whole time. Like, this is so boring. I would hate to do that. Turn the siren on just so you have noise. So, uh, this is a great segue. <laughs> I did not plan it. <laughs> but the music, Hans Zimmer. Yes. I, I didn't realize he did the music for it. And yeah. I was paying attention through the entire movie, and it was freaking awesome. I told you at the beginning of the movie, well, Hans did it. Well, you told me because you saw it. Well, yeah. You saw it on the intro credits. Yes. Hans Zimmer did the music for it. Yeah, but I had no idea. Which is idea. crazy because that's 91. And then, like, a lot of the more recent movies have, like, Hans Zimmer does the sound for. And, like, it's super crazy. So, like, I don't know how old Hans Zimmer is, but he's pretty awesome. Okay, but, okay, think of, like, John Williams. He's, like, what, 90 or... I'm, I'm 80 or 90 years old. I can't remember exactly how old he is. Um, but he just did the music. Like, he did original music for Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's true. So, I mean, as a composer, I mean, you pretty you pretty <laughs> much write till you're dead? I don't know, like... I suppose you can write whenever you want. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Look at Mozart. He, I don't know, actually. <laughs> like, 
all these like classical, you know, like you, you just kind of compose like until you don't want to anymore. So like, you know, like even if you get older, whatever, like there's nothing stopping you from composing because composing doesn't take a whole lot of uh, movement necessarily and stuff like that. Like you can take your time to write things down and to arrange. And... No, it was just really cool because I'm like, this is a movie I didn't expect him to do the music for. Right, because he does a lot of like really um like cinematic yeah cinematic very dramatic yeah very... which granted we'll oh, get into dr- it but backdraft is but in yeah. a different way yeah more yeah. like epic dramatic like 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 yeah. fantasy not fantasy epic but like storytelling epic right yes like like from a storybook or something you know like that kind of You're right you wouldn't expect fiction. him to find him in a fire movie mm-hmm. in the 90s mm-hmm. <laughs> i love how you putting in the 90s <laughs> I don't know. This is well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the very very beginning of the of the movie where it goes from like this awesomeness, having fun, take the kid with them, like all this great stuff, and he they get to going in the building and everything, and then everything just like takes a turn and like it's immediate and like it reminds me of watching Rio. Because Rio, like the very opening of that movie, everyone like all the birds are happy and singing and and love and life and just great and then out of nowhere it's like kabam all these cages and stuff like that like mood gone and like that's exactly <laughs> the way i felt with backdraft it was like this Happy is great lucky and then <sighs> death but it's crazy because that is how fast things can actually change no oh, very much so from awesomeness to complete chaos to death very quickly very very quickly and it's just it's not because like you have to be paying attention to everything all the time like it's just and that you know i'm sure it was a fluke you know and obviously it was movie but like that happens oh, people yeah. get distracted it's well, life especially when like in the beginning of the movie like they rescue someone yeah they rescue a kid i think yeah they rescue and bring kid. Him out, and then all of a sudden the kid's getting like all, all the, the attention. attention from the fire crews you know and like it happens like yeah. that's the priority is life obviously and then something else happens in the building yeah and I don't know exactly when ICS came into being, necessarily. I can't remember exactly. I don't know. I have no clue. You know, but, like, or just overall, not necessarily even ICS, but, like, command in general. And maybe it was always there, but I feel like as the years go on, things get more figured out, aligned, you know. Right. Put yeah. in place, you know. So maybe it was very common for, at the time when this was set in the 70s, to not be that that uh, rigid on these rules of things, you know, making sure, sh- you know, like making sure you have somebody paying attention to stuff at all times and stuff like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Everything's developed over time because thankfully we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. And everything's just hopefully gotten better over time. And I think it has, mm-hmm. but yeah, where your, your captains and lieutenants and everything, everyone's working inside and you have one person outside. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. You did it every day, you know? So um, okay, so so going back for a second, uh, talking about the cinematography and stuff, right? Like, so when we were talking about like, the music and stuff, and talking about, like, he, Hans usually does stuff, like, with, like, great cinematography and stuff like that, right? Like, that's the kind of music and stuff. This movie was gorgeous. And I didn't expect it to be. I expected it just to be, like... Honestly, and uh, well, I mean, I thought it was an '80s film, right, in the first place. But like, I expected to be like an '80s, like it's done pretty well, but like it's not pretty. It's not. You didn't have somebody paying uber attention to all this stuff. Like they paid attention, but like it wasn't. They weren't trying to make it look pretty. 
That came out really weird. That did come but, out weird. <laughs> overall, what I'm trying to say is just the cinematography was gorgeous. You could tell that they put a lot of thought into every single shot they got, into telling that story, into making it feel as real as they could, especially for the time. You think about 91. Like, they did a really good job getting in on that action and making it feel real and getting in on different angles that don't I haven't seen in movies like that before. Not until more here recently within the last 10 years or so. You know, you started seeing more of those things. Yeah. It, it seems to me like it was really ahead of its time for that stuff. And it was just so, so, so gorgeous. And just the storytelling from one thing to the next all really came together. And it, I did not expect it for this for a fire movie for this movie. I'm trying to think of a movie to put it like similarly similarly to. But I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very different. A good different. It's it's not different. I think nowadays if they were to make that same movie, I think it'd look very similar. Yeah. They'd still change a lot of things, but for at the time it was a very different movie. And maybe that's why it stood out to people. Maybe maybe that's why they like it so much. Could be. It's just, I remember looking at all these, all these camera angles and just the colors that they were using and the, the way they were doing these shots and the, the type of, um, the type of panning they were doing for different shots and stuff like that. It's just like, dang, it's gorgeous. The entire movie, you know, especially like just, they had really good shots of fire and that's hard to do. That was hard to do. It's better now, obviously, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like. They had amazing shots of fire. Yeah. And it was just so, so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm geeking out a little too much over the cinematography. That's, like, really your department. Like, I'm (laughs) I'm not sure what to add to that. I agree. Like, the the scenes and stuff were, were very cool with the way they put the, like, the sunsets and, like... The lights coming into the stations and just how everything looked was really cool. Well, but, just where yeah. they put the lines to draw your eyes to certain situations and certain things and to, to make you feel certain ways and certain shots. And I'm like, dude! That's way up your alley. I'm a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> way over my head. Somebody out there is agreeing with me. I know it. <laughs> um, so, the, so, yeah, through the movie then, or beginning of the movie, they, what, they're done with the Academy? Is that what I caught, right? They yep. just got done with the academy that day, and they go to the the bar, and it's it seems like a legit like fire bar, and that to me seems pretty freaking accurate. <laughs> yeah, maybe about right. Um, I went to a conference earlier this year, and we went to a bar, and it was just as rowdy and just as crazy and fun, and like people, oh, it was spot freaking on. <laughs> <laughs> and that has not changed apparently in thirty years. Nah. <laughs> I don't think that one's going to change for a while. I think no. there will always there'll always be a fire bar. <laughs> That's for sure. But it was just so cool. It's just like, oh, hey, I literally just experienced the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get out of Academy, go to the bar, get all rowdy at the bar, and then they end up going and helping out on a fire. No, they don't help out. They just watch. Oh, they just watch. See, I got really confused because they're, like, going to go help out the fire. I'm like, they've been drinking and they're not on a rig. How are they going to help out? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, is this a volunteer situation? I was trying to figure it out. Because I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> no, they just go watch. They just go watch. They okay. just go watch. All right. 
Um, but so like so that takes us into Bidek's thought of stuff. So obviously the movie's called Backdraft. So they deal with a lot of backdrafts in this thing. <laughs> that kind of drove me nuts though, the backdrafts that they were showing. I mean, like overall, they got the concept correct. And overall, I understand it's really hard to show that exactly what's happening. Trying to give some, what's the word I'm looking for? Leeway? No, not leeway. Some grace with it being the 90s. <laughs> early 90s, you know, trying to show this. But holy crap, that's just not, it just drove me nuts. Oh, yeah. So, if you're a fireman, you hate it. If you're the general public, you don't know any better. You don't know any better and you love it. But I think they did a good like you're saying, the best they could do, but yeah. also, like, the general public, like, they don't know this stuff, but, like, you're also kind of teaching them a little bit, too, that, like, yeah. what's The introduction of the but... air and stuff is what does this, and, you know, because there is that, that, that suck once air gets introduced, right? Right. <laughs> the thing, the, there are a couple things with the backdrops that they were showing that drove me absolutely nuts, and I feel like we should, we should, we're podcast right we should be talking about <laughs> fire things and you know um if people don't know this stuff we should be also trying to educate and stuff too right like you know i feel like i'm getting like my sesame street hat on of like trying to educate and entertain at the same time and <laughs> <laughs> but like so yeah with the backdraft you need to have a sealed container of some sort it needs a fairly tight a fair, there you go fairly tight sealed container and every single container that they were showing every single door wasn't even close to tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're in the 90s. Yeah. Which uh, houses were probably better built in the 90s than they were in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. But you're still not very tight like they are nowadays. And it probably could happen. Right? Like, I'm sure, but I, I, not the way they were showing it. Yeah. <laughs> not in the buildings they were showing it. Not when there's inch gaps under doors where smoke is getting sucked back in. Yeah. Like... It, it, yeah, it just didn't quite work. I understand what they're getting at here, but, like, you could definitely tell the buildings weren't airtight. Yeah. And then, when when it did suck back in, the suck back in was so violent of a suck. Like, and, oh, yeah, it, and like, sucked, like, everything back in. Everything back in. It wasn't just, like, in. a little... Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, man, that's, like, way too much. It's way too clear out here now. Like, that is not... And maybe I'm going to get proved wrong. Maybe there have been instances like that. I don't know. I haven't researched everything to do with backdrafts <laughs> since the beginning of time. But from what I know, it's not going to be that clear. And it's not going to be that quick of a suck and get everything back in. Right. Yeah. It, you're, it may still be pretty quick, I should say. You're going to feel the air pull yeah. past you. But it's not going to suck the building, all the air into the building. Yeah, it's not going to like completely clear <laughs> the rest of the smoke out from every other room. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, something got clear in here. I'm That's not good. So yeah, so uh, I guess reiterating, uh, backdraft is a sudden introduction of air to the right conditions of fire behavior that causes a rapid explosion. <laughs> yes. For those of you who may not know, <laughs> hi Andrea. Um, <laughs> I I haven't said hi to her for a while, so I figured oh, okay, I had to. Okay. So and I figured it was the perfect episode too because you're back on. So yeah. There you go. But yeah, that, that's kind of what made me laugh. Is just like, in the, especially in the buildings they're fighting these fires. They're like very loose built buildings. Like, I think one's like a big, kind of like a bigger like apartment building. One yeah. is an industrial building. Like, there's no way these buildings are going to be airtight enough to yeah. 
create a backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> Even with what they end up finding out he's using to create the backdrafts, like there's it's still just not possible. So yeah, as as far as we know, as far I feel as, like I need to, to put the that extent in there. of my knowledge. Yeah. I don't believe this is very realistic. Yeah, can but, things happen? Yeah, technically. I'm not a chemist either, and some of it was a little over my head. But still, I don't <laughs> think it was realistic, especially in those buildings. Like, yeah, because they got started getting into what the old te- te- tetrachloride. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I should have actually looked that but, up before this. So, well, but like when you have like a, a warehouse, like an industrial warehouse, it's like thousands of square feet. There's no way you're gonna burn up all the air in there and have that building tight enough to create a backdraft. <laughs> well, I think the backdraft was just on the one room. Wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. It's Still. hard to say. Okay. So, <laughs> so w- with this movie, it surprised me, though, how how graphic it got. Like, they saw oh, that yeah. charred right, body. Right and, off the bat, yeah. Right off the bat. I did not expect to see that charred body. Like, I expected maybe to see, like, a little bit or something like that. Like, But, like, they, like, showed it. And not just a little bit. Like, and they did that continually throughout the movie. Yeah. It, I, it wasn't, like, super, super graphic, but it was... More graphic than I was expecting. Yeah. So. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think with the, the director or producer or whoever it was being in the fire service, I think they really wanted to show that to the public, though. Like, this isn't all glory. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes with price, so. Yeah. So, so they went on the, what's his name, Brian? Brian. Brian, right? The, Brian and Steve. Yeah, they went on Brian's first call then, and overall... Brian's a rookie. Yeah, thank you. Brian's a rookie. Steve is his older brother slash lieutenant. Yes. I kept wanting to call him captain. He's a lieutenant. <laughs> He's <a> lieutenant. <laughs> but, so Brian, like, it was his first fire, and, like, overall, like, the response to it was like, okay, this is, like, pretty accurate. Like, ridiculously accurate. I really loved how much attention to the detail they really do pay with this stuff, right? They, they really did their jobs right. I feel like maybe I should stop saying that, because we keep reiterating ourselves <laughs> that they actually know what they're doing but the next thing that drove me absolutely up a wall is that they go to tap the hydrant and there's a car parked in front and oh. they decide to smash the windows and the instant this happened i look straight over here chris i'm like is this where everybody gets the obsession with knocking out car windows to tap hydrants if they're parked in front of the hydrant i have no idea like i don't know when that started but I definitely know as soon as it hit social media, like, that was when everyone absolutely wanted to do it. But maybe it came from Backdraft. I don't know. Well, it, 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 maybe it came before that, but, like, did Backdraft make it popular? Maybe. For, for everyone, like, know. wanting to do it. Well, like I said, the, the, the producer or director, whoever it was, you know, he working on a fire department for real. I'm sure he's seen it happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had to put it in the movie. <sighs> But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is where it all came from. Like, that's why everyone's like, oh, we're going to smash car windows. I don't know. (laughs) That's what we do. And I'm going to be honest, that is a pet peeve of mine. I I really don't love it when people's first thought is to break out a car window, even if they're parked in front of a hydrant. I mean, if there's another opening that you can use on that hydrant, use it. If there's a way to go over the hood or on the front or even move that car out of the ways in some fashion rather than break out a window, I think that's the better option. But... It's all time and accessibility, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but there's there's some of these pictures you see where people could have easily gone around and they just wanted to break windows. Oh, yeah. Drives me nuts. Absolutely nuts. It is what it is. <laughs> okay. 
No, we just got to that point in the movie. Like, seriously? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the big, big deal is there. I think it's just because we can smash windows and yell at people for parking in front of fire hydrants. <laughs> You're not supposed to park here. I'm smashing your car. I don't know. <laughs> well, every, I mean, we're firefighters. We like to smash things. Exactly. We like destroy things. So <laughs> I was, at, I was at a training, and um, one, one of the guys on the nozzle with me, um, he, he wanted so bad to knock out this car window with the nozzle. With, with the pressure of the nozzle and he it, we we figured out it wasn't actual glass but like it was plexiglass or something like that but he completely like knocked it out and he was like so happy and, just, <laughs> and it was kind of cool but like i mean we're firefighters we want to smash things oh of course i mean how much do you love extrication practice where you yeah. go and you just get a wham your halligan into the freaking break window yeah like and, yeah oh. i get it i get it i get it i love doing it too i like tearing <laughs> apart cars and yeah, destroying things. It's fun. You are a little bit of a Trekkie. Just a little bit. A little you're you're bit. more you're more of an engine guy, but you're a little Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh so they get inside and everybody's wearing air packs except for the stupid lieutenant. Like everybody else is wearing packs. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like why what what? Well, I think that was the mentality back in the day, like like some people didn't, some people didn't, or some people didn't, some people didn't. But like, I feel like the mentality back then was you weren't a real firefighter if you wore your mask, if you wore your do it. You you weren't a real smoke eater if you wore your mask. And then, well, then it was like super funny too, because like as soon as they found the fire, they decided to all take their masks off. Yeah. And I'm like, so so you wear your mask all the way trying to find the dang thing. Then you're going to take your mask off once you actually find it? <laughs> Isn't that a little backwards? Yep. <laughs> but, I, again, I think it's that mentality of, like, you weren't a real firefighter and if you wore your mask, you know? Yeah. You, you you were a smoke eater. Yeah. That was the mentality back then. It just... It, it wasn't the only time it happened with that, with that lieutenant, with Steve. Steve? Steven. Steve. Can't remember his name. Steve or Steven. Oh, okay. Well, like, some people... I don't know. I don't know. Some people are just named Steve. Yeah. And some people are Steven. <laughs> anyway, yes. I, I believe that was the mentality back then, was, like, you didn't... If you wore a mask, you weren't a true firefighter. So, you didn't wear one. You were a smoke eater. That's how you got the job done. <laughs> um, can we talk about the... Whatever that was, fire event, where in that first, it was in the warehouse, and um, the 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 fire in its entirety got sucked back into, like, the door or something like that, and they're like, it's in the walls! And then <laughs> behind them, it just blew out. Like, somehow, the, the fire managed to travel away from them at the front, go all the way 180 degrees behind them and pop out back there. Yeah. It sucked all the fire back into the room and then you hear like this weird voice or something and then the lieutenant's like, it's in the walls! And it ends up like way behind them. Yeah. And like blows out the wall and you're like, what? What the heck? There's no fire in the rest of the room and all of a sudden it's all in the walls. It's magic fire. That's what it is. <laughs> just parts like that just, just burst out laughing. We're like, what? Don't ask me. I don't know where that one came from. <laughs> but but can you talk about, like, seriously getting thrown into firefighting? Like, that being your first call? Could you imagine? 
Oh yeah, and like you rest your crews, like we need to wait for backup, and you're like, nope, we're digging in. Like eh, we don't have any water. Yeah, but they had two rookies on there with them, yeah, like doing that. Rookies. Like, true. could you imagine that being your first call on a career department, like first call ever? You're not on volunteer before that or anything. Like, That'd be what? Like, right, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know, fire could do this. <laughs> it's just, it's nuts. Like all that just intense out of nowhere. I mean. I mean, for us in our area, you know, those fires don't happen very often. Not like that. Not like crazy, but no. So could you? Well, that's kind of where Hollywood comes in too, though. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you don't walk past fire to put fire out. <laughs> you don't walk on top of fire to put fire out. Right, and fire. I've never seen fire get sucked back into a wall. And come out the other side. So like, you gotta take it all for what it's worth. I mean, like. I don't know. I was taught to put fire out as you go, so it doesn't get behind you. But I suppose if you put it out and then it gets sucked back into the wall and ends up behind you, you I don't know. You just kind of waste water at this point. There, there was a lot about this movie that was kind of ridiculous. But overall, overall it was really a movie. They had to make the general public yeah. like it, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like watching a TV show. People got to like it, otherwise it doesn't <sighs> make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We will get into the TV shows on other episodes of this series. Uh, <laughs> not going to touch anyway, that one yet. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely tell, like, it was all gas fire, though, in yeah. the movie. But it was really cool. Like, they, aside from, like, nobody getting burnt or anything like that from, you know, exposed skin and and, and crazy stuff like that, you know, after yeah. fire being on them and all that fun stuff. It was pretty cool. A lot of fire. <laughs> A lot of fire. Uh, lunch call from the showers. That, <laughs> that was, was funny. That was amazing. So that they, was an amazing So they get joke. back from the fire, and the two rookies are in the shower, and basically they set the bells off in the station like they have another fire, and then all the other firemen are sitting at the bottom of the poles, like waiting for them to come down in their towels and underwear and yeah. stuff like that. And basically when they got done, they laughed at them and told them to go make lunch. <laughs> Because they're all hungry. And they made lunch in their underwear. <laughs> so then the rookies made lunch in their underwear and towel and and fed everyone. And yeah, that was a pretty good prank. <laughs> that was a great rookie prank. I don't yeah. know if that'd fly today. That would not fly today. You'd get in trouble so fast. But, but I mean, the, talk about good rookie pranks. Like, I mean, there, there's got to be a lot out there that I haven't even heard of. But, like, there's a lot that you can still do today that are pretty good. Oh, I'm sure there, there's plenty out yeah. there. It's just... There's a real fine line anymore. Like you can't do a whole lot, yeah, without getting in trouble. And it is what it is. So, but that's where like they did a really good job of capturing the culture of the fire service yeah. back in the '90s because like it was all pranks and it was all give everyone a hard time and it was just not really get on you whatsoever to really just rattle their cage and just like poke fun at you every chance they get because that was the culture like. You're a rookie. You're going to get the blunt end of the stick. I mean, that's how it worked back yeah. then, you know? And, like, if you didn't make it, you didn't make it, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you weren't tough enough to have the job, but to, that was the culture back then. It was like, the rookies did freaking everything. They learned everything, and everyone was hard on them, but that's what made you a fireman, too. Yeah. So, they didn't they didn't sugarcoat the culture at all, yeah. which was pretty cool because a lot, I think a lot of people don't see that part of it no it's really hard to capture that culture too though yeah unless you were in it you really don't understand that culture um so 
one of the things what the the Brian ends up being on the front page of the paper or something like that for saving the mannequin. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and he had to buy them the the rest of the station around a beer, right? And this reminds me, like, and I don't know if you guys do it for your department. I know we do it. Whereas, like, the first time we go on a call, the first time we do, like, basically a lot of our first times, oh, yeah. or if we're, or if we're, like, ever shown in media of any sort, right? Like, we owe the station ice cream. Yep. You do, too? Yeah, it's <laughs> the station or the crew or your crew. Yeah. And whenever you do a first, you owe them ice cream or a treat or something. Yeah. I mean, that's just another, yeah, another one of the culture things. Like, that's really cool. Like, yep. that's a nice ad in there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of tradition in there. So, one thing I really really liked in here was Brian working on tapping the hydrant in his off time. Like you could really tell, like yeah, was, how much he wanted to get good. Well, in, um, in that first fire, he had to attach the hose to the standpipe, and he had problems with it. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool because it does. The movie actually shows him training at the stations and doing evolutions at the station of. Of like Brian hooking to the hydrant or getting a high rise pack up so many flights of stairs and and just this whole competition and challenge of getting better and doing stuff it was actually pretty cool like they yeah I, I wasn't expecting that I kind of forgot about it even though I've seen it before but like they actually show them training and doing evolutions at the station and kind of some of the stuff that goes along with it and getting better and how much they drive to get better. Oh, I thought you were talking about how much they drive, like no, driving. No, how much, how much, how much, how they they push, and as a rookie, you were expected to be able to do all this and yeah. get better and do better. And it, as they show in there, it's gonna it pisses a lot of people off. But like, that's your job is to get better and do better at your job. So yeah, it drove me nuts though how he was complaining to his brother about rolling the hose because what there was like a hundred feet of high rise yeah, packs, and then what maybe a couple more sections on the stairs yeah probably yeah just like nothing nothing crazy and you're like complaining about it like dude that's nothing like roll the hose (laughs) it's not that bad just roll the hose yeah like it's not it's not that bad (laughs) you're fine (laughs) all this work you just went through and you won't roll some hose yeah (sighs) that's how it goes yeah i mean there were some other brother things happening but like still it's like dude come on like (laughs) uh gathering the chickens there was like a split oh, yeah. shot. shot yeah, it was of like them. a like one of those random calls. Like they're they're kind of going through like a series of events, you know, as time goes on here and like showing um, after the first fire. Yeah, they did the training evolutions. Um, they did the I think some food and then like one of the deals to show was like a car wreck that they went to and they were like all the firemen are like running around like collecting all these chickens. <laughs> like there's feathers everywhere and you can tell they're all like. What the crap, you know? Like, this isn't my job. But they're all running around collecting chickens. It's pretty funny out in the middle of the streets of Chicago. But what I love about that is it really starts to show the public. It shows people, like, the kind of random crap we get called to. Like, huh. it, if it doesn't have a box somewhere else where police go or, or someone else goes, they send the fire department to it. Yeah. And, like, I know we <laughs> complain about it nowadays, but it's definitely nothing new. Like, <laughs> we've been doing it for a while. Um... Okay, so uh, going, going on to that, or going on, going back, going on and going back to that arsonist. Yeah. First off, that super famous quote that I've seen legitimately everywhere. Everybody quotes it. Everybody puts it on all the fire things, all the mementos and everything. The funny thing about firemen, night and day, they're always firemen. 
I did not expect that to come from the arsonist in this movie. Oh, the one in the prison. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. And, and, and it, it's weird because I've heard that quote for years. Years and years and years, right? And you always think, oh, this is like this great thing. Night and day, they're always firemen. And like, big bolster up. But when when it's coming from the arsonist, when you hear the context that he says this quote in, it's, it's more disturbing than anything. It's more... Uh, it's not this big, great quote that I thought it was anymore. It's it's the arsonist view that, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't, it just makes it feel weird to me. It makes it feel just icky, almost. Of, like, it's not necessarily a compliment. It's a, you can always count on them to be firemen, so I can do these things to screw stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, hmm. it, it just puts more of a icky context onto it. Yeah, I guess I didn't catch that. I mean, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about, but, like, I didn't catch that feeling, I guess. I just, I oh, think it, about it. it drove me nuts. I'm just hmm. like, this, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, a nice, good quote anymore. I, yeah. And I don't know if I'm ever going to see that it that way again. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just like. I don't know. I still like the quote, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it's just, it's not like this great thing that was said by this awesome guy and like, you know, like <laughs> medals of honor coming out for it, you know, kind of thing. It's just like, this is guy who's seriously messed up in the head and this is what he thinks and you're taking the word of some crazy guy, serious mental health problems here, who who likes the fact that firemen are always firemen because he can keep doing what he's doing. Like, it's just... Oh, it's kind of sick. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that feeling off of it, but obviously you did. But the guy who played the arsonist, he did such a good job. He was just that kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Not slick, but like... It kind of reminds me more of, like, Grindelwald off of Fantastic Beasts when Johnny Depp played him in the second movie. Just that, um, that suave, that, um... Smooth crazy? Yeah. Like, somebody, like, you you actually adore. Like, it's, it's very much... A, yeah, persuasive type. Yeah. Crazy. You know, and he just did such a good job at it. <laughs> and it was just so creepy at the same time. And it, it just puts you into the, you know, you everyone thinks that just like arsonists are just, just crazy people, right? And they just like go around setting fires. And yeah, technically that's what they are. But like, they they have this weird love for it too. It's this weird desire for it. It is... It's almost like a romance between them and the fire, stuff like that. But the way he portrayed it was just so charismatic. That was the word I was looking for. It was just so charismatic between all of it and how he was able to talk to uh, Brian and the inspector, De Niro, <laughs> about, like, this stuff. And just like, dang, you play a good villain. Like, yeah. He, yeah, definitely there was mental issues there. But, like, he definitely believed in what he was doing. Yeah. Like, and could definitely persuade people that he was doing the right thing by doing it. Yes. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, it's nuts. It's <laughs> nuts. But it also 
uh, so it also kind of made me think too, maybe this is getting a little too deep and a little too weird into it too, but like sometimes I wonder how close firefighters get to that because I see fire. I think it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It really is. Do I want to see anyone's house burn down? No. Do I want to see anyone get hurt? No, not at all. But there is something to be said that all of us firefighters love that feeling. All of us firefighters love the look, love the smell, love the chaoticness that happens. You know, how many burn trailers have you been in? You know, and you just like, you love just sitting there and watching the fire and it's just... We're all a little crazy. I I know, I know. But it's just, it's crazy because like, you know, how many of us are like one step away from going into this arsonist kind of thing? I hope (laughs) not. You know, I really hope that doesn't happen. But, (laughs) but it just made me think of like, oh man, are we actually closer to this than what we think sometimes? Maybe. You know, and we're just a little bit more sane, you know, but (laughs) it all would take is a mental break. But like, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I know we all love it and we all love the thrill of doing it, but... I don't think we're all crazy enough to go start them on our own. I mean, no. obviously it's happened. Oh, yeah, it happens. It wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last time. But we're crazy, but in a different way. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. We all love it. We all love the exhilaration of the fire and stuff like that. But I think I think the feeling's a little bit different between us and ours. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, so. it was crazy to me, like, kind of how close enough it was, though. Yeah, between I agree. The two. Um, with that, bringing up the arsonist and kind of the the how he how he was portrayed it was amazing to me how they portrayed um the mental issues that come along with firefighting mm-hmm. um with lieutenant um steve, steve steven <laughs> um steve or steven whatever you want to say like his marriage fell apart yes and, like, hadn't dealt with it and like his relationship with his brother was very rocky hadn't dealt with it and it was showing through like at work and how um, those relationships bled over into work and work bled into those and this and that. And like, they actually did a really good job, uh, especially for the, the error of the movie, like portraying those things that like you see and can't unsee and then the relationship and the stress that comes with the job and all these different things that most people don't think about and to do it in the nineties and before PTSD was a big deal and all these yeah. other mental factors was a big deal. Like he showed that side of it that people don't think about it was kind of cool oh it was great i i was wondering you know was this before a lot of that studying had started to take place for all this i'm assuming so but i don't actually know yeah Um, i don't know when all that kind of studying was happening but but i mean that's something like i wrote down a lot you know it's like it's why like on the the segments of the guest episodes you know small subtle plug for that on here you know it's the, the family firefighter survival sections you know like there's a big reason why i love those sections and there's a big reason why I do it every time. It's it's super important because that does bleed into everything. Yeah, your your family life bleeds into your fire life, and your fire life will definitely affect your family life. And you have to have you have to have things in order to keep it from getting out of hand. And and uh, crap's gonna happen because it is a stressful job, and there are, there's mental baggage that comes along with the job. And I don't know. They did a good job portraying it, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, just showing that little bit of, like, subtleties. Like, things will happen in this job. Yeah. And it is going to bleed over into other parts of your life and stuff like that. You know, alcohol, moving out of the house, not seeing your son, stuff like that. Yeah. It it really made me start thinking of, like, okay, why do families have hard, such a hard time with it? And 
And it's, you know, like, so some of the thoughts I had initially is, okay, so is it, is it the chances that the firefighters take, you know, cause that was one thing the wife brought up. It's just like, you know, basically taking these chances and throwing yourself into these situations, but you have to, you know? So, but like, is that, is that one of the big issues there, you know, because they don't want to see their children's father die or their spouse die, you know, stuff like that, you know, or get hurt or stuff like that, but it is their job. But does that turn into a bit of resentment for it too? Because the firefighter is making that conscious choice to put themselves in danger too. You know what I mean? So like, is, is that, I, I think that is probably a big area of where it co- can come from. Yeah. I think there's a lot of different things that can come from, but I, every, every, every relationship is different. Yes. And were you married before you got into the fire service or you married after you got into the fire service? There's just so many things that go into it, but a huge part of it, I think, is still communication. And yeah. It's like knowing what comes with the job and what the risks are, you know, and how to deal with it healthfully. Health. 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 Healthfully? Healthfully. That's not a word. Health. Healthfully? Health. Healthily? Maybe it is healthily. <laughs> I don't actually... How to deal with it in a good way. <laughs> um, in a healthy way. In a, Okay, there you go. In a healthy <laughs> way. <laughs> so, but, like, so another part I was thinking of, I and, I and I got thinking about it during this movie. I'd never thought about it like this before. This guy, he's a lieutenant. He's got to be the boss. He's got to be in charge. He's got to be on his guard and make decisions and be... Very straightforward and very almost like dictatorship type. You know, it's not, it's not dictatorship type, but like he has to be firm and he has to like make the decisions and like whatnot, right? It's a very specific personality that you have to be when you're at the station mm-hmm. and then you're home for two days. I feel like that's another part like where people have problems because you have to be two completely different people because. You can't be necessarily that same captain who is always on guard, always, like, ready to make a decision on this stuff. Like, I tell you an order, you have to do it kind of thing, you know, whatnot. Your family doesn't do that. Your fam- your kids will not listen to every single order you give them, right, you know. Right. Your wife will not listen to every single order you give her. It's not going to work like that. And you have to be softer. You have to be more of a family and stuff like that. But when you go to the station, it's it's back and forth. It's It's the... And it's at the station, you're on guard for 24 hours a day of having a call come in. And when you get home, how many people is it hard to turn that off? Yeah. Of, of just, I mean, is that why a lot of people get irritated so easily when they get home and around their family? I mean, just, you know, there's just like so much there. Like, you have to be two different people. And I can't imagine turning it on and off like that, especially in a, uh, some sort of leadership role. I feel like it'd be easier as a firefighter. I feel like the leadership roles are where it really starts to to play a big part into that divide. Well, and I feel like you can get into a lot of different leadership leadership stuff with that because it all depends on... Your style. No, I, I think it all depends on what kind of leadership style you have. But I feel like, yeah, if you have to switch between home and work, yeah, it'd be very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Um, no, just... Something I never thought about before with that. And yeah. Family firefighter survival. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. <laughs> um, so I did not realize 
how much they were going to get into investigation with us movie. I thought it was just going to be strict like firefighting. I didn't realize that like actually a good chunk of it, if not most of it, is investigation. That blindsided me. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's enough for that one topic. <laughs> Um, okay, so, insane spoilers at this point, so you guys just, if you haven't seen it by now, it came out 30 years ago, so. <laughs> it's your own fault. It's your own fault. Just kind of like it was my own fault. Um, but, <laughs> but I did not expect the, the arsonist to be that other firefighter. Like, that blindsided me. I thought I had it figured out, like, 20 minutes into the movie what was going on and I basically did until they switched it on me and made it that other guy kind of drove me nuts yeah I am really good at like those kind of shows and like movies and stuff too like I'm really good at that I got that from my dad like just being able to pick out what's gonna happen and that one threw me <sighs> I couldn't remember it's been long enough I couldn't remember who the arsonist was I think at one point I looked over at you and like I got it I got it figured out and then like Towards the end of the movie, I'm like, crap. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything for that one either. <laughs> um, okay, so, quick question. Were combination nozzles at, like, the height of popularity or just coming out in 91? Or was that all that they had to use? Because they, they used all combo nozzles in the filming. Maybe that's what Chicago used at the time. Oh, maybe that too. I was going to say, I'm a geek, apparently. I've noticed that. Um, <laughs> well, I noticed that too, but I didn't put too much thought into it. I, just, I don't know. I don't know when... But they were never using street stream on stuff. They were always using at least like 40 degree fog. Well, they had some... They used some street stream. They did? Yeah. Okay. I never... I didn't... I saw more fog. Not like full fog, but like more in between than a lot of other stuff. Especially when it's inside. I'm like... Eh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, I didn't know, like, were those at the height of popularity? Or had they just come out? Or was that all that this crew could use, you know, for some reason? Or, yeah, like you're saying, maybe Chicago was using combo nozzles at that time. It was just interesting to me. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. I don't, I've, I've not done enough research and stuff like that to know when combination nozzles were came out and were real popular and... When smoothbores were out, obviously smoothbores were originals, but... Yeah. The OG! <laughs> I'm not so... I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, and maybe, uh, like I said, maybe it's just that's what Chicago used at that time, and that's what they used for filming. I'm not sure, but... Well, and that's something, like, I want to get somebody on the podcast at some point to, to go over nozzle history. I think that'd be fun. Maybe other people... Maybe it sounds boring. I don't actually know. If it sounds interesting <laughs> to you, let me know, and I will make sure to get somebody on. Uh, but, like, it sounds interesting to me because I don't know a lot. And so, like, if I bring someone on and talk about nozzle history, that'd be freaking awesome because, like, yeah, what was the reason for all these things? You know, yeah. like, even, I think it would be fun, too, is, if somebody knows more about, like, random nozzles, like the piercing nozzle, about, like, cellar nozzles, like, getting a bunch of that other stuff in, like, this, you know, conversation of, like... yeah when did they figure this out why did they have it you know like what <laughs> yeah i get it but no that'd be really cool it's just yeah something weird um and running that inch and a half line 
in that I'm going to dare to say it, dang fully engulfed factory at the end of the movie. (laughs) Chemicals blowing up here and there, fire everywhere. And And we got an inch and a half line in there. Yeah, we got it handled. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. Like, grab a bigger hand line. Especially like in the the first fires they had, they took a two and a half up. Yeah. And then they come in this industrial, like, heavy commercial chemical factory thing. And they got this little puny inch and a half. Uh, Yeah, enough said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, talking about that uh, factory fire. um, So, can fire move on the floor like it did? Or, like, is that only, like, with the help of chemicals and stuff that it was doing that? That, that was the help of chemicals. Okay, that's like, what I figure. But... I mean, like, obviously in the movie they were using gas yeah. to do it for the filming of it. But yeah, like, so maybe... a chemical spill or something like that that's highly flammable, like, yeah, it'll definitely spread like that. So maybe I'm trying to... Maybe I should ask this another way, too. So were they trying to show it like a chemical, or were they just trying to show fire moving like Hollywood? I think they were trying to show it as chemical. Okay. Because, I mean, they had all the barrels, like, exploding and stuff, yeah. too, and, like... Just the way they had it, I seen at one point they had actually fire like coming out of like one of the jugs. And oh, I didn't see that. The floor. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. I, I think it was supposed to be like more of a chemical fire kind of. Okay, because I'm like this looks spread. really pretty, but like totally not right. But then yeah. if it was the chemical, then that makes a lot more sense. Yep. Okay, so uh, getting to we're getting to the end here. <laughs> we're getting close to the end here, but uh, I got a legitimate question actually. So, like, after you lose somebody in the ambulance, right, they died, do you immediately shock right away? Or do you do compressions first? Or does it, like, matter? Or I don't actually know. Because, like, literally as soon as that guy flatlined, it was immediate shock. Is that normal? Um, very (laughs) situational. Okay. Uh, Nowadays, either the, like, your paramedic will look at the rhythm and assess if it needs shock. If it's zero rhythm? You're probably going to shock. I was going to say, it was, it was deadlined. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably shock. Yeah. So. Deadlined? Is that a word? Uh, asystole. Okay. Flatline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Asystole? Sounds like Sicily. <laughs> I don't know. I think that one's very much situational. Okay. That's that's above my pay grade. Okay. That's, that's like paramedic. My job as an EMT would be compressions. Okay. And then they're going to tell me what to do. Okay. So. I mean, it's just like one of those things, like it was an immediate shock. I'm like, is that normal? Like, hmm. Yeah. So. Nowadays, um, compressions. <laughs> compressions, compressions, compressions. Yep. Uh, that huge funeral procession. That was awesome. That oh. was amazing. You and I just get, get like pulled by the heartstrings when it comes to that yeah so two caskets and two different engines and then they had the crews walking beside the engines and then like hundreds of hundreds firefighters of chicago yeah. firefighters in class a's walking behind it down the streets of chicago that was cool that was amazing yeah that was really cool i we've always been big supporters of the honor guard Yes, it it just I don't know it it is something you don't see other places. 
I mean, you see it with military and stuff like that too, and stuff like. But like, I'm I'm talking about otherwise. Like, you don't see that in other things other than when it comes to a lot of the funeral processions. I should say, mm-hmm. like, it is. I don't know what it is about it actually. There's a, there's a theatrics to it. There's a drama to it. There's a lasting impression to it. I mm-hmm. mean, it just. But I think all of that, that, that goes into it with the theatrics and, you know, people hear someone say that word and they're like, oh, it's all fake. Well, no, it's not. But it was very rehearsed. Yes. There's a difference between being fake and being rehearsed. And it's, it's rehearsed and it's theatrics off of the, the intention of being heartfelt and you mean it Mm -hmm. and you want to show your, your support to these families. Yeah, and for a lot of these families, it's the last impression they're going to have of the fire service. Yes. And you leave that impression. I'm going to start getting tearing up already. (laughs) And the pride that's in that and just that lasting impression that goes along with being professional. And yeah, it's it's a theatric, it's a, it's, Mm -hmm. there's some drama to it, but like, that's all part of that impression. Yeah. It's just, every time I see that in movies and stuff like that, and then a few times I've been able to go to memorials and stuff like that and it's just it it gets me every time every time if you have if you have a professional honor guard that takes it seriously it is it'll get you Mm -hmm. it's a good service yeah um there is something about the the tones going off the fire bells going especially in the older vehicles and stations and stuff like that just that just makes me freaking love doing this. <laughs> just the old the bells? Yeah. The old, what do they call well, them? The, well, the box alarms. Yeah, well, like, not even necessarily that. I mean, that, like, makes me love it, too. But, like, even just the tones you get nowadays. Like, it's just, like, hearing something go, you know, hearing the trucks roll out, you know, stuff like that. Just hearing all the commotion with it. Like, it just, I freaking love it. <laughs> and I don't know why I wrote that down here at the end. It's probably It was probably at the end of the movie somewhere, but, like... I don't know. There's something about that sound that I'm just yeah. makes me love doing this. I don't blame you. I love it. Every time we roll <laughs> out of the station, I love it. Roll up the queue and go. Oh, and I love that as they were leaving. The the Brian was helping the new rookie out and stuff like that. I was just yeah. like, oh. Over the circle of life. <laughs> it was so cool, and it just. It makes me remember that, like, I've helped out other rookies and stuff like that, you know? And, like, who's helped me out when I first got on and stuff. It's just, like, it, I don't know. Yeah, it just hits you right in the feels. <laughs> that's that's what this, the ending of this whole thing is going to be. It's the feels. Like, it's just. The feels. Oh. Hits you in the feel good. Hits you in the feel good. <laughs> I'm super happy that Brian went back to a firefighting role and didn't stay in the investigations, though. Yeah, he, for sure. He deserved to be there more. Uh I think he just got intimidated by all of it and stuff and frustrated with his brother and stuff like that. It's just, it's tough because, I mean, how many of us have been put in types of situations like that? You just get frustrated with things and you move on to something else and, I don't know. You miss out sometimes on where you're supposed to be, but. Yeah. And sometimes you find something better. I mean, it kind of goes every way, but I'm kind of happy the movie resolved in that way, though. Yeah. It fit. Him. I'm just I'm just happy that they showed him helping out another new guy. Yeah. And showing how nervous the new guy was and just like it's a never ending circle to pay it forward. Like 
somebody helped you, you help someone else. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to help someone else and someone else gets in their spot, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think we've talked about it before. Like, that's the only way we get better, though, is by continuously teaching people new things. Mm-hmm. And working with them and making them better. Here, you're doing it wrong. Let me help you. <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Get out of the truck. <laughs> you know where you're doing it wrong. Get back in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Stay here. You did it all wrong. Now, overall, uh, this is like my last like complete thought on this, I guess. But it was a freaking fantastic movie. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I, I get it. I get why people love this movie so much. I get why they talk about it. I get why it's such an icon in the fire service uh, the the music was amazing the the shots were gorgeous we already talked too much about the shots i'm not gonna bring that up again but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just overall like i i get it i finally get it and it's just like i honestly don't know why it took me this long to watch this movie i i feel like i feel both ways like i feel like people love it and then people love making fun of it but oh I feel, I can i like... be both I, well, that's the way I am. I, I, I love the movie. Like, it's a great movie, but the fire part of it is so unrealistic, it makes me laugh. The, the li literal fire, not the necessarily the fire fighting. Right. But overall, yeah. I love the movie because it's... A lot of the stuff is actually pretty correct in it. And yeah. it's just like... Especially when you think back at the time that that movie was made and the time that it was... I mean, that was present time when they were making it, you know, yeah. and just like, it's actually pretty legit for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, there's only so much Hollywood can do to simulate burning buildings. So. <laughs> yeah. And be able to film in it. And There's only so much that we can do to simulate burning buildings. I mean, you want to talk, we're not going to really get into it, but like, I mean, just talk about like training towers and connex boxes and like. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's only so much you can do. I just wish our fires were that clear, though. Like, oh, that'd just, be like, great. Walk around, like, no smoke, just, like, fire everywhere. And just, can I walk <sighs> on top of fire and not have to worry about getting burned? <laughs> I don't want to wear my SDBA, so, like, screw it. <laughs> but as soon as you get stuck up to an outlet, you get a burn on your back. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Don't forget about that, so. harshness. <sighs> anyway. I forgot about that. So, no, I think overall it's a great movie. And I think really, if you think about it, like the thing that impressed me was like the culture and just like culture and like how guys acted and stuff like that. That was all pretty accurate in my view of things. So like I was actually pretty impressed and just like, I think they got the mentality right, especially the firefighter mentality. Mm -hmm. So thank you for I watching like this movie with me, Chris. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it was a good one. I enjoyed it. So. And I know I can't wait to watch the second one because I've heard everyone hates the second one. So should we watch the second one next? Should that be our next one we do? I don't know. Or do we want to do, watch something else? I don't know. We could let them decide. Possibly. You guys send us send us in what you would like to hear next because we're gonna keep doing this. Um, it's not gonna be on any sort of schedule that it comes out. It's just gonna come out once in a while i mean depending on how busy or not busy we are and stuff like that i'm gonna attempt to do it maybe once a month or every month and a half or two months like somewhere within there is kind of what we're gonna try to do but yeah see so, how busy we get see how busy we get <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you guys want to hear a specific movie we talk about or whatever um i pretty much have seen almost nothing except for planes fire and rescue and we are definitely going to do a review on that one at some point <laughs> Because uh, that is a top-notch film, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Okay. No, but like, how many of how many of them are there? Like, I know there's so many. Oh, it, sounds, yeah. Ladder Forty Nine, Fireproof. That'd be a good one to do too. Um, with Kurt Cameron, that'd be a good one. I love. Yeah. Yeah, we can watch um, that. Um, and the I I know there's more, and then like there's actually then another have, one. Then you have the your Granite Mountain. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet either. What was that called? Granite Mountain Heroes. Possibly. I can't remember what it is right now. I got that one. Um, yeah, there's tons out there, for sure. And like, so like, we're not gonna stray away from like the animated ones either, like necessarily. We're Any anything fire. Probably not Paw Patrol. Okay, not Paw Patrol. <laughs> Wait, maybe. I'll watch that when we have on. kids. Maybe one episode of Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say we did it. <laughs> Just to say we did it. Um, but yeah, so send us your movie suggestions. What you guys want to hear? What you want to hear next? Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be an ongoing thing, and I can't wait to keep doing this. It'll be fun. And give us your opinions on backdraft. Yes, please. Because we're probably completely crazy and opposite from everyone else. So let us know what you guys like or hate. Let Taylor know. It's her <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you just guessed. I'm just the guest. You you just guest talk on this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what you guys think of it though. If you actually like like the movie or if you just like making fun of the movie. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Maybe we should put a poll out. I might put a poll out on Instagram. There you go. See what, see what people like. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, yeah, that is it for this week. This is a little bit of a longer one for what I usually do solo. Well, technically it's not solo. It's a guest. So, you know, it works. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Ha oh, wait. I stole your, I stole your you, outro. You can do it. I'll give it to you. You're going to give it to me? Yeah. You have another one? No, but I, I'll give it to you. You got it. <laughs> Peace out, homies. <laughs> you guys have a good night, day, whatever time you're listening to this, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Coupling Spire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.